And thank him because he's a God that ordains the turning point. The one who sees all the troubles and the travails. And that in the backside of the eons of time, he orchestrates what is called a turning point. And the turning point always gives back to the breakthrough. Why don't you lift up your hand and say, Lord, tonight, I will understand how it works. I will initiate my own turning point. My breakthrough will come through my turning point. My life will never, ever again be the same again. Thank you because you ordained tonight for me. My testimony will be great. Father, we give you praise and adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to go straight into the word of God. I want to remind you that this is an interactive Bible study. I'm really going to engage you tonight. How many of you have listened to any of the two Sundays? Turning point. Let me see your hand up. So you understand what this is all about. I'll do a little introduction. I'm going to come down there and I want to hear from you. Trust me, tonight promises to be very ballistic. Um, I'm speaking this day again as to turning point. Can you bring up the turning point slide? And let's get straight into the word. All right. Somebody say turning point. Say it like you want to understand it. Turning point. Up on the screen, you see the, uh, the scripture, Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 3a, the message Bible. What does it say? It says, read with me, when the clouds are full of water, it rains. Life is about rain. Without rain, even the earth will die because the vegetation will be gone. Unless you get a rain, until the clouds are full of water, there will be no rain. At the point the cloud is full of water is called the turning point. Rain comes down without any effort. One thing I want you to understand is the church has got wrong up on this point. People have been praying for breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. It is nothing wrong about praying about breakthrough when you do not. But there's a problem when you don't understand that for there to be a breakthrough, there has to be a turning point. The turning point opens the door for the breakthrough to come in. So as much as you have prayed about the, the breakthrough, you better understand the turning point. Turning point I established could be for better or for worse. We have seen people get a turning point and they acted wrongly and their lives got worse. And there were seen people that got a turning point and acted right and things got better. I'll give you an example. The Bible says it was when Job prayed for his friends. That's all he did. In the season of the turning point, the season came and Job prayed. Everything that happened after that had nothing to do with Job. The Bible says, then God restored his fortunes. Then God gave him twice as much as he had before. Then his friends that had become former friends, they all showed up. Then the people that abused him came with presents, with gold to give to him. Then everything he lost was restored and even his life was prolonged. And all he did at the turning point was to connect with his turning point. My question today is, in the season of his turning point, if Job didn't pray for his friend, what would have been the end of Job? He would have died in his misery. You better listen very good. 
this religious thing about breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. If you don't understand turning point, you may as well kiss your breakthrough. Bye-bye. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Somebody say turning point. Give me the definition of turning point. Turning point is a point in time when a very significant change occurs. And when that change occurs, without you having to do anything, in turn, it produces serious beneficial occurrences. I did say occurrence. Occurrences. Back to back, things begin to happen. So shall it be for you and I in Jesus' mighty name. It was at Job's own turning point that Job was finally able to break away from a season of disasters, pain, and humiliation. He broke through into a season of restoration, multiplied blessings, and peace. Anybody who has a Job experience, in this season, you too will break through in Jesus' name. You will not miss your turning point in Jesus' name. I said it always takes a turning point for anyone's fortunes to change for better. It always takes a turning point for anybody's for anybody's fortune to change for the better. Hmm. I give you many examples. I can't go back to that because I want to engage you on how the turning point works. You see, anything you don't understand how it works, at best you can be lucky. And luck is just luck. But if you know how it works, you can work with it and you can change your life pattern. I gave many, many examples. I gave the example of J J um, Joseph. I, I gave the example of um, 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 Elijah. It says, when the year that King Zedekiah died, I saw the Lord. And when he saw the Lord, the Lord said, I need a man to stand in the gap. And he said, here I am, send me. The turning point was when the King Zedekiah died. May we not be oblivious to our turning point in Jesus' name. And that's the thing. The devil doesn't want you to know. You're just praying for the breakthrough. But what will open the door for your breakthroughs are coming, he doesn't allow you to know. How many of you remember that I said, God is more the God of opportunity than the God of blessing? God is more a God of opportunity. So if your life is going to change, he will send you an opportunity called a turning point. If you get it right, after that, everything happens on its own. I'm telling you, it is on its own. You will just be the beneficiary. That's why I said beneficial occurrences. The word beneficiary is you did not do anything and you got blessed. That's what beneficiary means. May we become beneficiaries of God's goodness. Manifestly so in Jesus' mighty name. Now today, I want to take it a little further. Bring the third slide, how it works. Bring that slide up. No turning points. No breakthrough. No turning point. No breakthrough. So keep praying about breakthrough. Don't understand turning point. God orchestrates a turning point when he wants to give you a breakthrough. Because the breakthrough is automated. But it only comes through the turning point. The Bible says it was when Leah had Dina, the only daughter of Jacob, 
then God remembered Rachel and opened her womb and she had children. There are occurrences that are critical for all of us. For Isaiah, it was the year King Uzziah died. Please don't walk around just chanting prayers. Prayer is overread. There is a way God works. But the good news is that God wants you to break through. Can you say amen to that? When you say that, amen is not convincing. Can you say amen to that? I want to... You know, I was talking about initiating your own turning point. You see, the people you are celebrating is because they have experienced their turning point. And there's a way you can initiate your turning point. I, I spoke to you about the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says Jesus was on a certain course. He had made up a plan for the day. And the woman came from behind without any participation from the Lord. The Lord didn't even see her coming. Touched the hem of his garment. Initiated it, turning around. And what happened? Had nothing. Jesus said, who touched me? Which means he was not cognizant of it. The question is, who taught her how the turning point works? You need to find out. Because if she asked the apostles and the disciples, they didn't know it. And Jesus said, wow, I'm impressed with you. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You can initiate your own turning point. God loves us so much. In the New Testament, God doesn't do everything. God allows us to participate in everything that happens in our lives. That's why it says, according to your faith, it shall be unto you. It didn't say, according to only my will. If you have faith, the Syrophoenician one had faith and went to Jesus, the disciples said, go away. She's disturbing. She just said, what does she want? He said, my daughter is here. He says, no, 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 no. The bread is for the children, not for the dogs. She had so much faith. She knew about turning point. She initiated her turning point by saying, well, I agree. If even have a dog, if something falls on the table, at least you will let the dog keep what fell from the table. Jesus said, turning point, you got it. What happened that instant? Her daughter was made whole. I tell you, at the turning point, your breakthrough is auto. What? Automatic. I'm telling you. Because... God wants you to break through. That thinking that you need to beg God is not a New Testament doctrine. God wants you to break. It, God is not interested in your suffering. But what you don't know is as much as God wants you to break through, if you do not experience your turning point, the breakthrough will hang. And I want you to know, your breakthrough is not only in God's hand. You can initiate your breakthrough. Why would the woman with the issue of blood? Jesus didn't lay hands on her, didn't pray for her. How come she got healed? The Syrophoenician woman, she was not supposed to be a beneficiary. You're so powerful, you can make a lot happen. And you know who empowered you? It's not you. God empowered you. Put your hands on your head. Say, I am empowered. The devil is a liar. I am not a loser. God loves me. God wants me to prosper. God wants me to break through. I am going to experience my turning point. I'm going to initiate my turning point. I don't have to wait on any cue. I will connect and I will receive it. 
in Jesus' name. Let me read one story to you. Just to embellish that, then I'll tell you one story today that will change your theology completely. Let's go to Luke 19. I want to read verses 1 to 9. It's a story of Zacchaeus. You're going to see something you've never seen before. Luke 19. I want to read verses 1 to 9. The Bible says, then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, the word now behold is pay attention. That's what it means. There was a man named Zacchaeus. Wait a minute. Who was a chief tax collector? He was a major corrupt sinner. And if a corrupt sinner can initiate his own turning point. Hello. Uh, I said hello. You don't know where I'm going to say hello. If you know you're a child of God, hello. If Zacchaeus can get something, hmm, something will happen today. He was a chief tax collector and he was corruptly rich. And he sought to see Jesus. To see who Jesus was. Which means he really didn't even know Jesus. He wanted to see who he was. He didn't know his ministry. He just heard a little about him. Do you know Jesus? Uh, Let me ask here. Do you know Jesus? Zacchaeus only wanted to see who Jesus was. Now, who is superior, the one that wants to see who Jesus was or the one that knows Jesus? Tell your, tell your neighbor, I am empowered to experience my turning point. Ah, he sought to see who Jesus was, that was all. But could not because of the crowd and he was even short of stature. So he ran ahead and climbed into a tree, a sycamore tree to see Jesus. For he was going to pass that way. He was not looking for Zacchaeus. He was only passing that way. And the word, the word that way means it's like this year at 158. If they said the senior pastor is going to pass this way, I can go through the arena. I can go through this side. It's a large area. So what am I saying? Zacchaeus had no appointment with Jesus. But Zacchaeus was listening in his spirit to something about a turning point. The turning point, he stole money. What he was looking for, the money didn't give him. He had friends, but it didn't give it to him. Something was telling him, the the only way you're going to get what you want is to experience a turning point. And what did he do? He climbed up a tree. What nobody else did. He did it ahead of time. Hoping only that he will see Jesus. He never thought Jesus will see him. Zacchaeus. So he ran ahead of everybody. You see, hey, in the day of your turning point, may you not be walking with everybody. If Zacchaeus moved with everybody, will this story be like this? People generally slink around, look for a comfortable place, and just gisting. What made Zacchaeus go ahead of everybody? Who told him? Just like the woman with the issue of blood. You are so much more blessed. You have me to tell you about turning point and how it works. They didn't even have a pastor like me. 
If they ever got a turning point. Child of God, you have no business in the month of April for you not to get your turning point. Well, let me tell you the truth. I'm already getting my own. Like I told you in church today, I said, at the end of the month, I will tell you. From the first day I preached it, I got a major turning point, a situation. I had no clue what to do. It was terrible. The day I preached it, that evening, that same day, my wife is my witness. That same day. No, no, no. You said like, 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 like Zacchaeus, the things money can't change. You see, some of you think you need money. You can be in a situation, believe me, money will not help you. He ran ahead to see who Jesus for he was passing that way. Let me move quickly. I, I, want to, I want to engage you. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. He didn't see a tree. He didn't see leaves. He didn't see sky. He saw Zacchaeus. Someone say turning point. Somebody can look up. It was a big tree. Sycamore tree, very leafy. He doesn't have to see him. You may see something I'm not noticed. God, the Lord not only saw him, he noticed him. Zacchaeus said, Jesus, how are you? Jesus, please do something for me. Jesus, please, my money is not giving me the, 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 the deliverance and, and, the, and the salvation and the, and, and the blessing and the goodness and, and the security that I want. Did he say anything? What is the rule here? In the day of your turning point, once you enter turning point, everything happens automated. He didn't ask for anything. He didn't even say a word. I mean, you could say, Zacchaeus, what is wrong with you? Why did you climb the tree? Why did you run ahead? If Jesus was going to look at you and you are not going to say anything, he did not say anything. He was tongue-tied. If you ever maneuvered yourself, initiated your own turning point, listen, from that point, you can't get it wrong. The woman in the issue of in the moment of her turning point, there was nothing anybody could do to stop her. You see, that's the thing with religion. You have heard it so many times. It, it, it has become a synagogue in our minds. The New Testament believer is so blessed because God loves you. God's love for you is crazy love. If every situation you're in, God sends a turning point to you. I am telling you the truth. The reason why we don't break free is we don't recognize it. We don't initiate it. We don't connect with it. And our situation continues to linger and it looks like God is not good. Jesus spoke to him. Zacchaeus said nothing. Somebody say turning point. At your turning point, you break through. Take it to the bank. And Jesus said to him, Zacchaeus, what did he Hurry. Something is about to happen. Somebody under the sign of my voice, your, your breakthrough will hurry you up. Jesus was the one that told him to hurry. You have waited too long. 
to get saved. You have cried for too long. Don't waste a moment. Rush. That's what Jesus was saying. Somebody, things will happen for you at the speed of light. Make haste and come down for today. Today, today. He was supposed to be going somewhere. Please ask me. What did happen? I said, what did happen to where he did go? What did happen to the, where Jesus did go? When the woman with the issue of blood encountered him, initiated her turning point. It had to wait. Listen, when you connect with your turning point, everything will have to wait until you finish getting blessed. It's not amen. I want you to say, I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive it for my family. I receive it for my household in Jesus' name. Come down. Hey, today, I must. Hey, I wish you understood some English. It didn't say, I want to. Let me try some people. If Jesus said, I want to stay in your house, and I must stay in your house, I did the same. Are they the same? It means at the point of your turnaround, Zacchaeus, even you can't stop me staying in your house tonight. I must. The word must is stop me if you can. You have encountered your turning point. Nothing you do can stop the remaining. I told you, your breakthrough is automated. I must stay at your house. He didn't say, I want to. He didn't say, will you permit me? No, 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 no. After your turning point, even you can't stop it. You see? You see religion. I'm seeing religion. You're struggling to let go. Stay there, you hear? When me, I'm entering turning point. Some people are entering turning point. Don't hold on to religion. Hold on to the truth. The truth is what sets us free. Verse 6. Let's go. So, what did he do on the day of his turning point? He re- no, no, he refused to say amen like some people. He refused to say, I receive it like some phone. Some he, he made haste. Let me tell you, on this, in the season of your turning point, don't mess around. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Let's read on. Then, when they saw it, who are they? I say, who are they? Are there crowds in your own life? Oh, you don't know that there are crowds around you. When your turnaround comes, they will talk. They, instead of connecting to their own turning point, they will be talking. When they saw it, they all began to complain. Saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. It is better to be a sinner that understand turning point. Come on now. That understand how to initiate it. Come on now. It is better to be a sinner that can connect with it or than a Pharisee that's always complaining that the sinner, God bless. Is the, the Bible not say the Lord loves sinners? Doesn't the Bible tell you he loves sinners? For God so loved the whole world, he gave his begotten son. They talk. You see, when you keep complaining about God blessing people, you cannot even see your own turnaround. Your own turning point becomes, you could be blinded to it. He has gone to be a guest with a sinner, a man who is a sinner. Did Jesus answer them? 
You know what Zacchaeus did? The first time Zacchaeus spoke, the first one was the turning point. The second one, chai, I don't even know what to call it. And Zacchaeus stood, looked at the goodness of God, ah, looked at the mercy of God. Look at how could you love me? How could you notice me? How could you insist you come to my house when nobody wants to associate with me? And this is what God is expecting from us. Listen, Jesus already died. After you receive the goodness of the Lord, it is your response. And a lot of Christians are hypocritical. He was not. He said, Lord, look, I give half of my goods to the poor. Who asked him to? And if anyone has taken anything, if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, hello, he said, I restore falsehood. Jesus responded to that. The first one, he said, today I must at your house. The second time Jesus spoke to him, you know what he said? Today. Is it the same, I must stay at your house? Is it the same as today, salvation? Comes to your house. Am I in the right church? The first time he says today I must stay at your house. He may can stay at your house and move on. He says for the way you have responded. Today salvation comes to this house. Salvation is a total package. In the day of your turning around. The Lord also wants to see. Your turning point. He wants to see your response. The first one was good, but was not good enough. The second one was the icing on the cake. This season, may we, you and I, also initiate our own turning point. May all the bad belly people continue talking and we continue getting blessed. May our breakthrough be under compulsion, must breakthrough, not may breakthrough in Jesus' name. This was Zacchaeus. Do you know the Bible never talk about Zacchaeus anymore? Because his life, like Job's life, was a song to the end. Zacchaeus understood turning point. He knew how to initiate it and he knew how to respond to it. He downloaded everything. None of us will go home empty-handed in Jesus' name. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Oh, if Zacchaeus could get all this, Jesus, we ought to get more in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me see, I have in my notes here, verses 2 and 3, the Message Bible. I don't even know why I said that. Verses 2 and 3 of Aha, I like this. He wanted desperately to see Jesus. He associated his turning point to Jesus. You know, a lot of Christians are not desperate anymore. We're so lukewarm. The word desperate is hot. This is a hot message. You should have a hot reaction. And that reaction must continue all week. This man desperately wanted to see Jesus and he proved it. He went ahead, he did what others wouldn't do, he climbed the tree and he got it. Jesus gave it to him. And people complained. People that thought they were righteous, they complained. 
Not only did he stay his house, he said, the same today, salvation comes to your house. I don't know what you're waiting for, but you, you can initiate it. You can come into that turning point season and you begin to download the, the breakthroughs you've been waiting for. I am so passionate about this thing and I wish some people will, will, will profit from it and my job will be done. And I say, Lord, let it be done in Jesus' name. I, I, the, the, the real story I want to read to you is the widow of Zarephath. How many of you know that story? Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. Let me see your hand up. It is the best case of turning point. Let me read it quickly just so that to refresh your memory. Um, 1 Kings 17 from verse 8. 1 Kings 17 and verse 8. We're reading from the New King James Version. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Stop there. There was farming all over the place. Elijah was being fed at the brook Cherith. And God made sure it dried up. It was not outside God's control. And because Elijah wouldn't have let the place as long as the... The, the birds were bringing food and he was drinking water. It dried up. The birds were not coming. So the word of the Lord came to him. What am I trying to prove? God is the one that orchestrated the turning point. Hello, before we go any further. Did, did the widow know this? Was she aware of it? She was completely clueless. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Verse 19. Verse 9. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Arise. Come on now. Go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. The Bible says in the New Testament, in the days of Elijah the prophet, there were many widows in Israel. To none of them was Elijah sent, except to the widow in Zarephath. Which means when you're going through something, God will orchestrate and release a turning point opportunity. When you are completely clueless because God saw the plight of the widow and God was going to give her an opportunity for a turning point. And that is this, I'm telling you to the extent that you are even a new testament believer. Listen, you have a hundred times what they had in the old testament. The devil is a liar. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, come on, someone say indeed. Makes as a matter of fact, a widow was there gathering twigs, little sticks. And he called to her and said, please give me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Come on, let's go. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son. We hear of him for the first time. That we may eat it. And die. Stop there. Stop there. Stop there. Stay with me. Stop there. And die. It is the truth is that in the sequence of her life, 
by everything she has experienced up to that point, it was factual. The end was so near for this widow. God knew it. And send a turning point to her. Somebody here, you may be at the end of your wits. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. She didn't know it. She didn't ask for it. It was happening. And she was talking about her end. Baby, you will not die. You will live to give the glory to God. That shame knocking on the door, you will not swallow that shame. You are going to come out in style in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that we may eat it and die. For a fact. Ordinarily, that is what should have happened. If there was no turning point. Baby, can I tell you something? If you joke with this turning point matter, don't come to me to be praying for you. Because you have already selected poverty and shame and struggle. And I really will love you, but I really don't want to associate with you. Because you're making a choice. Verse 13. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake. If I said bread, now cake. I bought ring from it first and bring it to me and afterward make me make some for yourself and your son let's go for thus says the lord god of israel that's the first time he brought god to the equation a turning point comes from god a turning point is a doorway for your breakthrough to coming from god a turning point is not the creation of a man. It's a divine opportunity for a door to open in the spirit and your breakthrough comes stumbling down. Because your breakthrough has been knocking on the door. But there was nobody to open the door. That's why you need a turning point. The bean of flour shall not be used up, nor the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. 15. So she went her way, went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. Verse 16. The bean of flour was not used up, nor the jar of oil run dry, according to what? To the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. God is still speaking today. When Elijah stood before her, I don't know whether she recognized him as a prophet or not. But you need to be spiritually alert. So that the sequence of events do not determine how your life ends. Are you there? First question today is, when Elijah showed up, where he was, God told him exactly where to go. Circumvented everybody and sent him to a particular woman. If the woman did not connect with the turning point. How do you, will the story have ended? I can't hear you now. The Wouldn't people have said, where is her God? If she died, she didn't respond to Elijah that was sent to bring her the turning point. And so she died. Wouldn't people, when they're burying her, say, where is God in this matter? Wouldn't they have said that? Was God to blame? 
do you know you and I are that widow? There are situations we're in and we're, people are saying, where is God? No, 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 no. God is not to blame. We missed our turning point. We cannot afford to miss this one. We will not miss this one. I can't hear your email. We will not miss this one. I have declared April the, the month of the turning points. I can testify. It has started happening for me. Lots of questions. If she was praying for a turning point, could she have imagined that the turning point will come and it appeared to be a very needy man? Give me water. She looked at him. I am generous enough to give you a little water. While she was going, he said, Madam, wait, bring bread when you are coming. So wait till you talk. I want to, as a matter of fact, bring cake. What is the lesson about the way God sends our turning point? From what I've just said now, is there a lesson there? What is the lesson? Eh? Be sensitive. Okay. What about the way your turning point may come? See, see religion. This woman had a little food left. And when the turning point was going to come, it was the food that the turning point targeted. Hello? What are the normal logical answers we give the turning point? Are there logical arguments, sensible arguments we could give not to, and we will not connect with the turning point? Somebody give me one. Just project your voice. Are you working with me? Give somebody a microphone. Anybody that wants to speak, give, give them the microphone. If they don't give you a microphone, just raise your voice. I pronounce a blessing upon you. Huh? Sorry? Be a crazy giver. No, I said the arguments she could have made not to respond to the turning point that God sent to her. What are the arguments? Today's arguments, no, forget the Old Testament. Today's arguments. I don't have enough. Did you hear what she said? What are your hands doing? Clap for her. Anybody else? What are the logical arguments? I don't have enough. What else do we say today? Sorry? I don't have time for you. I have, to, I'm in a hurry to cook for me and my son. I can't share with you. this man. Clap for him. Clap for him. Listen, let's make it real. Is it what? In this worry economy, what are your hands doing? Yes, 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 yes. Pastor, Pastor please, you are going too far. Uh-huh. When God spoke to Elijah, yes. he said, when you get there, I have sent him, I've prepared a woman we, that can provide for you. Uh-huh. And he got there and saw one that was picking food to die. Uh-huh. So he would have first questioned God. <laughs> 
<laughs> Catherine, mind yourself. Mind yourself. Help me clap for her. Mind yourself. You know, what I would have said is, my, when I look at the man, look at the man, I say, no wonder my, mom, my mother said, don't speak to strangers. You know how sometimes we would take one counsel and use cunning to use it to block what God wants us to do. I say, my mother told me not to speak to strangers. She be a stranger, I don't know you. At that point, I am free. Yes. God is not out of confusion. Since he spoke to you, let him speak to me too. They didn't hear you. She will remember the sermon one pastor preached. She said, God is not the author of confusion. If he spoke to you, I'm waiting for me to speak to me. Meanwhile, she's already eating what is remaining. So by the time God will speak, the food don't finish. That's where you clap for me too. Are you listening to me? The man shows up. Did he look like the turning point? Did he come at an auspicious time? No. It was not a time that was easy for her to respond. You see, when your situation is tough, become a little careful. The Bible says, while some entertain strangers, they entertain angels. That's where you need to clap. That's where you need to clap. Never get to a point when you don't reconsider what is going on. You see, the natural law is for her to explain and go. But a natural response is not what you need in the day of your turning point. It's a spiritual response. That's why the Bible says, don't be carnal. Carnal is my reaction. My mother told me not to speak to strangers and I escape. By escaping, you escape your breakthrough. You escape the goodness of God. And meanwhile, you will say, I'm changing my church because I'm praying nothing is happening. A lot happened. You truncated the turning point. May none of us ever again truncate our turning point in the mighty name of Jesus. When, when, when Elijah got there, the Bible describes the woman as a widow. Let me remind you who a widow is in the Old Testament. A widow in the Old Testament is not like the widow of the New Testament. In the, New, in the Old Testament, when you are a widow, you are the least in the society. In fact, a widow is a very vulnerable person who has no provider and has no protector. She is someone whose life seems to be precarious. It hangs by thread. She is someone that life has really happened to. No protector, no provider, vulnerable, life is precarious. It's the definition of the person that life has really happened to. It wasn't a good place to be. God sent a turning point to a woman who was the dregs of society. God was making a point. Are we not all widows in one way or the other? When you have no provider. When you have no protector. When your life is so precarious, you don't even know where your next income is coming from. When life has really happened to you. And when you come to church, you put on your dress, trying to hide 
what you're going through. This story is not so much a story of that widow. It's the story of all of us. She could not see how her situation was going to change. She said with her own mouth, my life has been on this trend. It can only conclude like this. And she wasn't lying. Without her participation, without her notification, Jehovah sent her a turning point. From the day of that turning point, was she breaking through or not? People were dying every day from the famine. She lived in the same town with them. She lived on the same street, but her life was completely different from their own. Till the end of the famine. But she could have missed all that. If it were you, would you, through all your arguments that rage through your mind, through all your pain and your confusion and your, I, 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 and your doctrines, would you be able to tabernacle at the point you say, well, okay, let me do that. What is our normal reaction when something happens to us? Don't we snap? Don't we snap? A lot of people, you borrowed their money, they didn't give you your money back. The next person that comes, what do you do? You snap. Don't we complain? Don't we avoid people? Shouldn't Elijah have been avoided? May we not avoid our helper. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This woman... As God was organizing her turning point without her knowledge, she left her son at home. She went on a journey. The journey was disrupted. Can I tell you something? Be a little more watchful. When you're doing something, when a disruption happens, question it. Who is this? Is this Satan or is this God? What is being required of me? This is not the time anymore to respond in the flesh. Somebody say flesh. This is not the time to respond from pain anymore. In the day of your turning point, your reaction is critical. The widow had nothing left. In fact, no hope. She made all those arguments, but came to her senses and did the right thing. And a catalog of breakthroughs followed her. And after Elijah left, obviously things must have swung higher for her. And generally, what I feel is that when you experience a turning point, honestly, I don't think you can go lower than that anymore. Every time somebody encounters a turning point, God, the Bible doesn't talk about them anymore. You're supposed to have enough sense to know that this thing is permanent. Somebody lift up your hand and say, my turning point will lead me to permanent goodness. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Now, th- this widow, God had her in mind. 
And it's not the story of a widow. It is our story. I believe the only reason why she could respond like that is could it be that God has me in mind? Even though I have prayed, prayed, prayed and I am the last meal. You know, some people say if God has waited to this point, it's not likely to change. Could God be telling me to tell you, I have you in mind? This woman had no idea God was sending Elijah. Supposing I'm telling you that God is sending help your way. It doesn't matter how precarious it has been. She was on her last meal. But the question is, can you still change your mind? Or your heart is so hard, nobody can reach you anymore. You're so pained, you can't share out of love anymore. Life has disappointed you so much, no, nobody can reach you, not even God. She changed her mind. The original mind she had was not what she stayed with. In the season of your turning point, girl, can I tell you, if you don't change your mind, you may not even know that God has come and gone. When I ask you, if she said no, will Elijah not be sent somewhere else? I said, if she said no, will Elijah not be sent somewhere else? May we not miss something that our neighbor will now collect. What kind of amen is that? What kind of amen? She was so close to it. Let's talk about her son. Do you know if you miss your turning point, it will affect your children? Both born and unborn. What will have happened to her son if she missed it? At the, at the point God is sending up the word of turning point, everybody needs to wake up. No matter how our story has been, this is the time the story stands the opportunity to change for better. May our turning point become the turning point for better manifestly in the name of Jesus Christ. Now this widow, when she got home, she came up with a man staying in her house. You know, some people, the next day, you now see more food in the place that should be empty. You know, some of us, we now hide some. Hello? You hide some. And you think, I don't want Elijah to know. Sometimes when our turning point starts, because of the place we're coming from, the lack, the pain, the hurt, we sabotage it. 
We don't even trust anymore. So when the first one comes, we hide some. Pastor must not know. This one must not know. And what God started can shut down. Then it seems that, no, don't mind, Pastor. It was not a turning point. It was just a chichini turning point like that. Hello, somebody. Bible says, till the rains came, they never lacked. And Elijah did not move after a house. You know, some people, after they fed Elijah for two, three days, say, Oga, God, you have delivered the message now. Why are you uneasy? Why are you laughing in an uneasy way? You, you have delivered the message. You have started to go. Come and, come and, come and, come and, come and go and be going. <laughs> you know, some people know how to say that. Thing. Oh, yeah, come and start and be going. Tell the person that God sent you, what made her be comfortable for Elijah to stay? Can God trust you? Most of us, how we started, we're not doing that anymore. We have changed the rules. Elijah stayed till the end of the famine. There's a lesson to somebody. In the day of your turning point, remember you have a covenant with God. And that blessing will be permanent in the name of Jesus. I'm so worried that you're all quiet. I, I wanted to, some participation. I wanted some questions. I asked the question, are we not all a kind of widow like that? Are we not needy? Have we not lost hope in some areas? Are things not being hard? God sent her help. What killed other people? Stopped there. And some of us, if God does it once, the next day we won't sleep. Because we're thinking, will God do it again? You know, in the day of your turning point, your relationship with God should become different. That's what happened to uh, um, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus says, eh? From today, anybody I take money from, I will do. He was so confident. And then God took the message to another level. Said, today salvation comes to your house. Are you there? These points I'm making, are they real or not? How a widow was the worst kind of situation you could be. A famine, okay, let me ask you. What does it mean to be a widow? Did the Bible say she killed her husband? Did the Bible say she killed her husband? So being a widow, sometimes you see a widow and you think, how can you be a widow? You can be a widow and it is nothing you have done. I'm not looking at you saying that it is what you have done. That's why you're in this situation. Can we stop going around judging people? Can we stop it? Not only was she a widow, she was a widow in a famine. If you despise widows, you that you are married, you have a provider, you have a protector, you have everything. And then you don't see her in famine. A famine is that nothing is working for her. You know, generally, people look at you and say, there's something to you. 
can I get a witness here? That sometimes you wish people would know that my situation, I didn't cause it. Can I see your hand up? Have you seen some people's attitude? The people we went to school with, some of them have broken through and they look at you and say, ah, you mean? Some people even say, did you copy when you graduated? Was it because you copied, that's why you didn't get a job? Because maybe you didn't know what you're supposed to know, that's why you didn't get a job. She was a widow out of no fault of hers. And she was a widow also in farming. And when God was going to respond to the person he was going to bless, it was the person that was down and out. The famine hit rich people. God didn't send Elijah to them. He sent it to the widow that had nothing. Can I tell you the truth? If you're here, you have nothing. Life is tough. You are the candidate for the turning point. And the Lord is going to do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? Being a widow, seeing other women have protectors and providers, could she not have a problem with God? Why did my own husband die? You see, you're all getting quiet now instead of talking. Because I'm coming very close. Why is my own like this? Am I saying something familiar? So why are you all quiet? If somebody's husband go die, should he be my own? And after the man die, which one be this family? I don't like I will give you microphone by myself. What I'm saying, is it familiar or not? If this woman was talking like that, was God likely to send her turning point to her? What is the lesson in what I'm saying? Give some of that microphone for me. Even my microphone person is not active. If you want to say something, just lift up your hand wherever you are. I said, what is the lesson? Whoever answers the question, even if you get 50%, may your turning point accelerate faster than it was coming in Jesus' name. What is the lesson in what I have said? Give her the microphone. Not to be a murmurer. Some people murmur all the time. May your turnaround be turbocharged in Jesus' name. Amen. Not to be a murmurer. What does it mean to murmur? Complaining. You're judging God. You're questioning. Yes, you may feel like that, but restrain yourself. Supposing it disqualifies you. It's not everything in life you're going to understand. But God is in the business of turning things around with your turning point. When we start praying, we're going to start praying first about, Lord, I'm sorry about the times I have murmured against you. Anybody else? What is the lesson in what I have said? Minister Momo, let me hear you. Pastor, uh, we seem to be very quiet because this message is tearing us apart. 
Oh, thank you, because I was getting confused. <laughs> it's not that it's deliberate. Now, the lesson here is that even in total darkness, sometimes we are so carried away that even in total darkness, we can't recognize a spark of light. And that's exactly, she was hopeless. She was giving up. There was still a little part of her who said, let me even listen to this man. Just, Just listen. listen to this man. So you mean one little effort can ignite our turning point? Yes, sir. What are your hands doing? What's going on here? One little effort. Can I tell you somebody? It's a little effort. It's a little effort. God had done all the hard parts. In the day of your turning, but God has done all the hard parts. Baby, just make a little effort. Let me hear you, lady. Um, praise God. Um, in the story of Job, um, God did not speak to Job that... Um, should speak, should pray for his friends. So his friends, so the friends that God spoke to and said, Go and meet Job, and Job will pray for you. And Job had to pray for his friends while he was still in his own affliction. Like it's not it's not like God God um, told Job that if you pray for if you pray for these people, then your turning point will come. He didn't even tell the friends too that um, if you go to if you go to pray for Job, if, if, if you go to Job that so Job will pray for you, his turning point will come. So Job had to had to um, suspend his own emotions, how to suspend how he felt, how to look, how to, how to ignore the wrongs that his friends had done to him, and how to pray for them, even though he didn't know the, didn't know the end result of what was going to happen. The same thing with this widow. Um, it's not, God did not tell the widow that Elijah was going to come. It was Elijah God spoke to. And so she too had to suspend the fact that I'm going through something, and she had to respond to Elijah. And so sometimes when our turning point comes, we have to, we have to learn not to be so absorbed in what we are going through. Sure. What are your hands doing? Don't get so absorbed in what you're going through. So that That's not a good clap. That's not a good clap. You know, you know this, this, this is the key. Yeah. Now, so you might have your last cobble and... Your turning point might come that God wants you to give out that last thing that you have. That, that last thing, that thing you are holding on to is what God wants to use to bring about your turning point. So we need to, in, even though we go through stuff, we need to learn to be open to the Spirit. And like Pastor said, not walk in the flesh in this season and just be open to the Holy Spirit. Okay, that way. So it's not the season to respond in your flesh. You see, all that logical Nigerian response to things. Do you know Nigerians, there's a way we all think. Come on now. There's a way we all react. So, it has become institutionalized. And even when God is walking your way, you, you can't respond like that. This is not the time of the flesh. You have to move to the spirit. Because it's in the spirit that your turning point opens a door. And your breakthrough starts to tumble in. Hallelujah. So the, one of the key things for me, analyzing some key subjects in the, uh, in the Bible that got their turning point after waiting for a long time. Um, one of the key things for me I've, I've learned from this message and also from their lives is not to take offense. Because if you, you, from the analyzing the prophet that went to the woman, the prophet was a turning point because God said, but first of all, you asked for water. <laughs> I was going to give you water. You, you, asked for bread. you asked for bread. 
okay, it's fine. Let me just help this guy. Let him go. I can still share the bread because by the time I make the flour to give me more cake, I'll get more food in the house and I will eat probably for two days and die. Then you're not asking for cake. So if you take offense at that time, it's going to turn everything against you. If you look at um, Hannah, the mother of Samuel, when she was praying at the altar, she was praying very seriously. The, the, the set man that is supposed to bless her came to offend her. Say, and I, I, say, are you drunk so early in the morning? You know, and she didn't take offense and she has to explain herself before the man, the same man that was going to put her off, now blessed her. What are your hands doing? Uh, wow, thank you, Sammy. Then if you look at Abraham and the wife, after Abraham was sensitive enough to know that these guys are special, let's take care of them. They came, they ate, gave them venison. They ate and they were going to go now, touched the wound, you know, went straight to the point. Said, ah, madam, you're you burying. Okay, by this time next year, you will um, bring forth the son. This one is don't go there. You know, and the woman is like, I don't understand. After you eat my food. After you, you ate my food. Oh, it's the food that's inspiring you now. And the woman is like mocking them, laughing at what they said. Now, she was sensitive enough to, you know, Say, sorry, I was not. When they, Madam, were you laughing at us? I said, no. And eventually, the laughter became the name of the son. So, uh, the point here is one, we must be sensitive in the spirit, and two, don't take offense at any time. Let me ask you a question. At what time do you take offense more? When you have, when you are enjoying, or when things they crack, crack? When things they crack, crack, do you spark or not? spark now. So, the devil sets us up to spark. May God help us in Jesus' name. Good evening, church. Good evening. Uh, sir, my take-home from this, um, this um, message is um, in every crisis, we should find opportunity. Whoa. That's it. And no, wait. Some people will think it's an opportunity to get blessed. Which opportunity are you talking about? Okay, sir. Like um, what I wrote here, I said every crisis we face in life, we always turn, turn around for our good. According to Romans 8, um, verse 28, it said, For we know that all things work together for them that love God and to them which are called according to what his purpose. Then um, in Matthew chapter 34, verse 17, they said, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, that the Lord deliver him from, from all of them. Now, I, I wrote here, I said, Tribulation, not being able to pay your bills. Then I, I wrote here, Trials, you know, when you are lay, lay off your job. Then I also wrote here, I said, um, Distress. Wondering how you are going to provide for your family. Then frustration, feeling like nobody cares for me. Then in Romans chapter 8, he said, in all days, he said, we are more than conquerors. Then I, I wrote seven keys for myself. Seven keys that, um, that has turned my life around. I said, in the midst of crisis... What I keep doing is, I keep giving. I like, I like to give. I like to give. What are your hands doing? 
So, you know, you started with the opportunity to say, in a difficult time, look for opportunities. It yes. is the opportunity to still be a blessing. It, it is the opportunity to give, do, be a blessing that will bring the opportunity for you to be blessed. Then I, number two, I don't allow the devil to steal my peace. I don't allow the devil to steal my peace. Then I just keep believing God for healing. I believe God will heal my life, my family, and everything that consigned consign me. Then, number four, I don't doubt God at any point, even when my bank account is red. I just keep trusting him, believing that everything will definitely work for my good. Please, help me lay hands on people around that area. They need that anointing. <laughs> then, the other one is, I, I, always, I always believe God to provide for my household for my family i believe god to provide for my family then i also believe god promises concerning my life every time i keep remembering god concerning his promises what he has promised my family what he has promised me regarding my life regarding business and every other thing i just believe god and at the end of the day i just see god doing it then the last one i just i just okay the level i am now this is not where I'm supposed to be. I believe there is a place called there. So until I get to that place, I don't give up. So I just keep fighting, believing that one day I'll get there. Praise the Lord. You can do a better job than that. Honestly, nobody here is in a worse state than the widow. And God came through for her. That is standard. So God is going to come through for every one of us. Bukola, you want to say something? I learned two things from the widow of Zarephath. The first one is, the end is never or usually always not the end. And the second one is, it is in your time of tribulation when there is nothing that the fruit of the spirit in you is tested. So, whoa. So if you, when there was abundance, you had money and everything, everybody saw, oh, you're good, you're kind, you're patient. It is when you are down completely that that is the period that the Lord will test the fruit of the spirit that he has put in you. On the day of our turning point, may we not fail that test in Jesus' name. Stay with me, stay with me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm trying to corroborate what um, Sister Buki just said. I'm sitting here and thinking, I was saying it in my mind that maybe that widow had the fruit of the Spirit for her to respond the way she responded. Hmm. She was kind. She was gentle. She was patient. Yeah. And I'm thinking within myself that maybe if I have all of that in me, who knows, it might speed up my own turning points. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> can, you, can you clap for her transparency and honesty? Didn't the Bible say the general spirit shall be made fat? Gen- it is easy to be generous when you have a lot. Hello. Generosity cannot be tested when you have a lot. It's just like obedience is not tested when I ask you to do what you like to do. 
It is when I ask you to do what you don't want to do that your obedience is tested. So sometime, let us even see that, hey, so this is the time for me to show that I'm a believer. Then go ahead. Because uh, Mr. Newman said it to us that when I am down, I just keep giving. You know, the natural thing is when you're down, you shut down. You know what she should have been thinking if she was a normal widow? Mommy, all your widows, I wish they were in church today. The normal widow is, I like that. Oh, Badun, you are supposed to be bringing something for me. You are now coming to ask me. I am coming to your fellowship, Mommy. I'm going to say, man of God is here. Oh yeah, go and bring something. You know the reaction. So you see, God's ways are not our own ways. But his way will lead us to peace will lead us to plenty without fail hallelujah i thought i saw one hand up okay i don't want to offend anybody last one so i just remembered everybody's a widow in one way or the other yeah. we're a widow but because i think i think the trigger to you changing your status is you must give something because for the widow to be blessed, for everybody that, okay, for the widow, this one, for the widow to be blessed, she needed to give the food she was going to eat with her son to die for her to move into abundance. So I was in the fellowship, I was not in church on Sunday, but we in the fellowship and the, um, the message was being talked about. And the few things I picked were, why the message is going on, you talked about the cloud. That now the cloud is set over everybody. But why most of us don't get to our turning point is we have not come to recognize which part of the widow are we. So when you come to recognize, okay, I'm a widow when it comes to finance. Okay, so now you need to start giving. You need to give out your last 100,000 in your account or your last 200,000 if God is asking for it. Probably God is asking for it like the prophet did to the woman. By the time you do that, it will trigger the cloud to rain and you work in abundance in that aspect. So everybody's a widow. Recognize the aspect of that aspect you fit into. Then find out what you need to give, what cake you need to bake and give to the prophets to eat and eat well before the venison will, before the blessing will come. My time is if you make it fast, my time is gone. I, I want to close with a couple of prayers. Uh, good evening, church. Good evening. Thank you, Pastor. You know, um, for the blessing, for something to something has to give. You know, especially when God wants to move um, in our lives. You know, and uh, you have to provoke the blessing. It's just like when, for instance, when you give a you prophesy or you give a word, you decree a word on the on the. Um, Altar. on the altar you know if you don't have an understanding you won't be able to key into it because once you key into it once you you put something because in the bible says uh, you can't go in front of a prophet empty-handed something has there has to be an exchange for you to be able to receive something there has to be a sacrifice so once you key into that thing you're owning it it is yours you're owning it. It is yours. It's not that you are just, you know, just give. Because if you don't, if you don't have an understanding, you may, it, it won't work for you. Because you, uh, you, you, you believe, you have to believe what you, you know, um, 
So what you're saying is, in the day of your turning point, you have to connect yes. with something. Yes, you, you have to connect to something. And you know what? A lot of us always feel, I don't have enough. That is, when you don't have enough, that's when you should key into, just like what, um, you, you don't know, have for enough. a woman that doesn't have a child, you will not go out of your way to be looking after other people's children. You're saying, I'm waiting for my own, I'm waiting for my own. That's the more reason why you should look after the ones that are yes. around. And, and you know, especially those people that are looking for the fruit of the womb, they don't have, that have, they have been, um, they have been, maybe they've not, they've not had children for how many years? Sometimes, maybe if you probably adopt something, that's when God, that's when the, that maybe that, it will be, it will lead to that turning point that you want. Can you appreciate her? Let me hear the young man here very quickly. Our time is gone. So. Yeah, good evening, church. Good evening. Um, one of the things that I think that you can attribute to these things that we talk about is, you know, at different, at the darkest spirits in our life, at the most vulnerable times, yeah. at the widow time when we are very lonely and all that stuff, I think those are the, that particular time is a time when we need to look out for Christ in that crisis. Saying that. Thank you. We appreciate that. 